dedication list of officers and ship's company acknowledgment and preface to in the arctic seas this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org in the arctic seas by captain f l mcclintock dedication my dear lady franklin there is no one to whom i could with so much propriety and willingness dedicate my journal as to you for you it was originally written and to please you it now appears in print to our mutual friend sherard osborne i am greatly obliged for his kindness in seeing it through the press a labour i could not have settled down to so soon after my return and also for pointing out some omissions and technicalities which would have rendered parts of it unintelligible to an ordinary reader these kind hints have been but partially attended to and as time presses it appears with the mass of its original imperfections as when you read it in manuscript such as it is however it affords me this valued opportunity of assuring you of the real gratification i feel in having been instrumental in accomplishing an object so dear to you to your devotion and self-sacrifice the world is indebted for the deeply interesting revelation unfolded by the voyage of the fox believe me to be with sincere respect most faithfully yours f l mcclintock london twenty fourth november eighteen fifty nine list of officers and ship's company of the fox f l mcclintock captain royal navy w r hobson lieutenant royal navy alan w young captain mercantile marine david walker m d surgeon and naturalist george brands engineer died sixth of november eighteen fifty eight apoplexy carl peterson interpreter thomas blackwell ship steward died fourteenth june eighteen fifty nine scurvy william harvey chief quartermaster henry toms quartermaster alex thompson quartermaster john simmons boatswain's mate george edwards carpenter's mate robert scott leading stoker died fourth december eighteen fifty seven in consequence of a fall thomas grinstead sailmaker george hobday captain of hold robert hampton able-bodied seaman george a hasselton able-bodied seaman george carey able-bodied seaman ben pound able-bodied seaman william walters carpenter's crew william jones dog driver james pitcher and thomas florence stokers richard shingleton officer's steward anton christian and samuel emmanuel greenland eskimo discharged in greenland official acknowledgment of the services of the yacht fox admiralty london twenty fourth october eighteen fifty nine sir i am commanded by my lord's commissioners of the admiralty to acquaint you that in consideration of the important services performed by you in bringing home the only authentic intelligence of the death of the late sir john franklin and of the fate of the crews of the erebus and terror her majesty has been pleased by her order in council of the twenty second instant to sanction the time during which you were absent on these discoveries in the arctic regions viz from the thirtieth of june eighteen fifty seven to the twenty first of september eighteen fifty nine 
to reckon as time served by a captain in command of one of her majesty's ships and my lords have given the necessary directions accordingly i am sir your very humble servant w g romaine secretary to the admiralty preface the following narrative of the bold adventure which has successfully revealed the last discoveries and the fate of franklin is published at the request of the friends of that illustrious navigator the gallant mcclintock when he penned his journal amid the arctic ices had no idea whatever of publishing it and yet there can be no doubt that the reader will peruse with the deepest interest the simple tale of how in a little vessel of one hundred and seventy tons burthen he and his well-chosen companions have cleared up this great mystery to the honour of the british nation and also let it be said to that of the united states of america many have been the efforts made to discover the route followed by our missing explorers the highly deserving men who have so zealously searched the arctic seas and lands in this cause must now rejoice that after all their anxious toils the merit of rescuing from the frozen north the record of the last days of franklin has fallen to the share of his noble-minded widow lady franklin has indeed well shown what a devoted and true-hearted englishwoman can accomplish the moment that relics of the expedition commanded by her husband were brought home in eighteen fifty four by ray and that she heard of the accounts given to him by the eskimo of a large party of englishmen having been seen struggling with difficulties on the ice near the mouth of the back or great fish river she resolved to expend all her available means already much exhausted in four other independent expeditions in an exploration of the limited area to which the search must thenceforward be necessarily restricted whilst the supporters of lady franklin's efforts were of opinion that the government ought to have undertaken a search the extent of which was for the first time definitely limited it is but rendering justice to the then prime minister to state that he had every desire to carry out the wishes of the men of science who appealed to him and that he was precluded from acceding to their petition by nothing but the strongly expressed opinion of official authorities that after so many failures the government were no longer justified in sending out more brave men to encounter fresh dangers in a cause which was viewed as hopeless hence it devolved on lady franklin and her friends to be the sole means of endeavouring to bring to light the true history of her husband's voyage and fate looking to the list of naval worthies who during the preceding years had been exploring the arctic regions lady franklin was highly gratified when she obtained the willing services of captain mcclintock to command the yacht fox which she had purchased for that officer had signally distinguished himself in the voyages of sir john ross and captain now admiral austin and especially in his extensive journeys on the ice when associated with captain kellett with such a leader she could not but entertain sanguine hopes of success when the fast and well-adapted little vessel sailed from aberdeen on the first of july eighteen fifty seven upon this eventful enterprise deep indeed was the mortification experienced by every one who shared the feelings and anticipations of lady franklin when the untoward news came in the summer of eighteen fifty eight that the preceding winter having set in earlier than usual the fox had been beset in the ice off melville bay on the coast of greenland and after a dreary winter various narrow escapes and eight months of imprisonment had been carried back by the floating ice nearly twelve hundred geographical miles even to sixty three and a half degrees north latitude in the atlantic but although the good little yacht had been most roughly handled amongst the ice floes we were cheered up by the information from disco that with the exception of the death of the engine driver in consequence of a fall into the hold the crew were in stout health and full of energy and that provided with sufficient fuel and provisions a good supply of sledging dogs two tried eskimo and the excellent interpreter peterson the dane ample ground yet remained to lead us to hope for a successful issue after all we were encouraged by the proofs of the self-possession and the calm resolve of mcclintock 
who held steadily to the accomplishment of his original project the more so as he had then tested and recognized the value of the services of lieutenant now commander hobson his able second in command of captain allen young his generous volunteer associate and of dr walker his accomplished surgeon despite however of these reassuring data many an advocate of this search was anxiously alive to the chance of failure of the venture of one unassisted yacht which after sundry mishaps was again starting to cross baffin's bay with the foreknowledge that when she reached the opposite coast the real difficulties of the enterprise were to commence any such misgivings were happily illusory and the reader who follows mcclintock across the middle ice of baffin's bay to pond inlet thence to beachy island down a portrait of peel strait and then through the hitherto unnavigated waters of bellow strait in one summer season may reasonably expect the success which followed whilst the revelation obtained from the long-sought records which was discovered by lieutenant hobson is most satisfactory to those who speculate on the probability of franklin having in the first instance tried to force his way northwards through wellington channel as we now learn he did those who held a different hypothesis namely that he followed his instructions which directed him to the southwest may be amply satisfied that in the following season the ships did pursue this southerly course till they were finally beset in north latitude seventy degrees o five minutes at the same time the public should fully understand the motive which prompted the supporters of lady franklin in advocating the last search putting aside the hope which some of us entertained that a few of the younger men of the missing expedition might still be found living among the eskimo we had every reason to expect that if the ships were discovered the scientific documents of the voyage including valuable magnetic observations would be recovered in the absence of such good fortune we may however be well gladdened by the discovery of that one precious document which gives us a true outline of the voyage of the erebus and terror that the reader may comprehend the vast extent of sea traversed by franklin in the two summers before his ships were beset a small map is here introduced representing all the lands and seas of the arctic regions to the west of lancaster sound which were well known and laid down when he sailed the dotted lines and arrows which extend from the then known seas and lands into the unknown waters or blank spaces on this old map indicate franklin's route the novelty range rapidity and boldness of which as thus delineated may well surprise the geographer and even the most enterprising arctic sailor for those who have not closely attended to the results of other arctic voyages may be informed that rarely has an expedition in the first year accomplished more by its ships than the establishing of good winter quarters from whence the real researches began by sledge work in the ensuing spring franklin however not only reached beachy island but ascended wellington channel then an unknown sea to seventy seven degrees north latitude a more northern latitude in this meridian than that attained long afterwards in ships by sir edward belcher and much to the north of the points reached by penny and de haven next though most scantily provided with steam power franklin navigated round cornwallis's land which he thus proved to be an island the last discovery of a navigable channel throughout between cornwallis and bathurst islands though made in the very summer he left england has remained even to this day unknown to other navigators franklin then in obedience to his orders steered to the southwest passing as mcclintock believes down peel strait in eighteen forty six and reaching as far as latitude seventy degrees o five minutes north and longitude ninety eight degrees twenty three minutes west where the ships were beset it is clear that he who with others had previously ascertained the existence of a channel along the north coast of america with which the sea wherein he was interred had a direct communication was the first real discoverer of the northwest passage this great fact must therefore be inscribed upon the monument of franklin the adventurous mcclure 
who has been worthily honoured for working out another northwestern passage which we now know to have been of subsequent date as well as collison who taking the enterprise along the north coast of america and afterwards bringing her home reached with sledges the western edge of the area recently laid open by mcclintock will i have no doubt unite with their arctic associates richardson sherard osborne and mcclintock in affirming that franklin and his followers secured the honour for which they died that of being the first discoverers of the northwest passage again when we turn from the discoveries of franklin to those of mcclintock as mapped in red colours on the general map on which is represented the amount of outline laid down by all other arctic explorers from the days when those modern researches originated with sir john barrow we perceive that in addition to the discovery of the course followed by the erebus and terror some most important geographical data have been accumulated by the last expedition of lady franklin thus mcclintock has proved that the strait named by kennedy in an earlier private expedition of lady franklin after his companion the brave lieutenant bellow and which has hitherto been regarded only as an impassable frozen channel or ignored as a channel at all is a navigable strait the south shore of which is thus seen to be the northernmost land of the continent of america mcclintock has also laid down the hitherto unknown coastline of boothia southwards from bellow strait to the magnetic pole has delineated the whole of king william's island and opened a new and capacious though ice-choked channel suspected before but not proved to exist extending from victoria strait in a northwest direction to melville or parry sound the latter discovery rewarded the individual exertions of captain allen young but will very properly at lady franklin's request bear the name of the leader of the fox expedition who had himself assigned it the name of the widow of franklin neither has the expedition been unproductive of scientific results for whilst many persons will be interested in the popular descriptions of the native eskimo as well as of the lower animals the man of science will hereafter be further gratified by having presented to him in the form of an additional appendix most valuable details relating to the zoology botany meteorology and especially to the terrestrial magnetism of the region examined lastly mcclintock has convinced himself that the best way of securing the passage of a ship from the atlantic to the pacific is by following as near as possible the coastline of north america indeed it is his opinion founded upon a large experience that no passage by a ship can ever be accomplished in a more northern direction this it is well known was the favourite theory of franklin who had himself along with richardson back beechey dees simpson and ray surveyed the whole of that same north american coast from the back or great fish river to bering strait thus when franklin sailed in eighteen forty five the discovery of a northwest passage was reduced to finding a link between the latter survey and the discoveries of parry who had already to his great renown opened the first half of a more northern course from east to west when he was arrested by the impenetrable ice barrier at melvin island and here it is to be remembered that the tract in which the record and the relics have been found is just that to which lady franklin herself specially directed kennedy the commander of the prince albert in her second private expedition in eighteen fifty two and had that intrepid explorer not been induced to search northwards of bellow strait but had felt himself able to follow the course indicated by his sagacious employer there can be no doubt that much more satisfactory results would have been obtained than those which after a lapse of seven years have now been realized by the undaunted perseverance of lady franklin and the skill and courage of mcclintock the natural modesty of this commander has i am bound to say prevented his doing common justice in the following journal to his own conduct conduct which can be estimated by those only who have listened to the testimony of the officers serving with and under the man whose great qualities in moments of extreme peril elicited their heartiest admiration 
and ensured their perfect confidence in writing this preface which i do at the request of the promoters of the last search i may state that having occupied the chair of the royal geographical society in eighteen forty five when my cherished friend sir john franklin went forth for the third time to seek a northwest passage it became my bounden duty in subsequent years when his absence created much anxiety and when i reoccupied the same position ardently to promote the employment of searching expeditions and warmly to sustain lady franklin's endeavours in this holy cause imbued with such feelings i may be permitted to say that no event in my life gave me purer delights than when captain collison whose labours to support and carry out this last search have been signally serviceable forwarded to me a telegram to be communicated to the british association at aberdeen announcing the success of mcclintock that document reached balmoral on the twenty second of september last when the men of science were invited thither by their sovereign great was the satisfaction caused by the diffusion of these good tidings among my associates the distinguished arctic explorers admiral sir james ross and general sabine being present and it was most cheering to us to know that the queen and our royal president took the deepest interest in this intelligence such as indeed they have always evinced whenever the search for the missing navigators had been brought under their consideration the immediate bestowal of the arctic medal upon all the officers and men of the fox is a pleasing proof that this interest is well sustained but these few introductory sentences must not be extended and i invite the reader at once to peruse the journal of mcclintock which will gratify every lover of truthful and ardent research though it will leave him impressed with the sad belief that the end of the companions of franklin has been truly recorded by the native eskimo who saw those noble fellows fall down and die as they walked along the ice looking to the fact that little or no fresh food could have been obtained by the crews of the erebus and terror during their long imprisonment of twenty months in so frightfully sterile a region as that in which the ships were abandoned so sterile that it is even deserted by the eskimo and also to the want of sustenance in spring at the mouth of the back river all the arctic naval authorities with whom i have conversed coincide with mcclintock and his associates in the belief that none of the missing navigators can now be living painful as is the realization of this tragic event let us now dwell only on the reflection that while the northwest passage has been solved by the heroic self-sacrifice of franklin crozier fitzjames and their associates the searches after them which are now terminated have at a very small loss of life not only added prodigiously to geographical knowledge but have in times of peace been the best school for testing by the severest trials the skill and endurance of many a brave seaman in her hour of need should need arise england knows that such men will nobly do their duty roderick i murchison end of dedication list of officers and ships company acknowledgment and preface